So here it is. Here's the harsh reality of what today's conversation is going to be. We're going to have a straight up sales talk about the fact that you're probably doing a 10% of what you should be doing in order to be the best you can be. Plain and simple. I thought I'd let that sit in for a bit there, Chris. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to Sales Chatter. Chris Fields with me today. And Chris and I are going to have a pretty interesting conversation for y'all to kind of wake you up um, in today's environment and talk about sales and how you're probably not doing what you should be doing. Chris, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me on, Dan. Looking forward to it. Really love what you're doing. And uh Excited for the conversation. Ah, uh, thanks, pal. You know what? It's been like what two and a half weeks now since we've set this up, and I've been really looking forward to this conversation as well because, you know, being able to just have a straight up, for lack of a better term, a harsh conversation about sales mm -hmm. and what it takes to sell. And I was just telling you off air, you know, being in sales training um, during COVID. It was like no salesperson on the planet thought they needed sales training, right? Because right. so much business was coming to everybody. It was like if if you if you made a phone call and if you you know had a truck in the area, <laughs> you got business, right? And one of the things I remember saying right when COVID hit, I, I said I don't know how many times Ryan and I talked about it. Um, I don't know how many times Jeff and I talked about it. How many times Dean and I talked about it? Uh, even DJ and I. It was listen when this is over it's going to really um, sanitize the sales industry because really good sales reps, like ones that love what they do, right? There's a difference. Ones that consistently level themselves up are the ones that are going to win when this is all over. Anyone can win when the market is massively swung in your favor. And, and I look at it today, right? Every shipper is going to win now because there's so many trucks out there they can get cheaper pricing. They can make more rep. I mean, all these things, right? We don't have to go into it because I think it, you can literally do one search on LinkedIn and find a million things about it. But it's like now is the time. Actually, let, let me change that up. What is What are your beliefs about right now in the industry, um, salespeople, what they need to do and kind of what the overall feel is for the industry? Let's start there. Market-wise, I think it will flip back to a tighter market. I, I don't have the crystal ball. I don't know when. Uh, I think we're closer than most are saying. There, there are some signs out there, but when it comes to the sales piece of it, it it's like I told you off air, it comes down to effort. You can't make mm -hmm. excuses. You have to make phone calls. And even people talk about, well, I do some role playing or read a sales book. There's some merit to that, but at the end of the day, pick the phone up and make more calls than anyone else. And one video you had, I really liked. You said, I made X number of calls and I wrote down the responses that I got. And I went back and I said, well, when I got that response, this was the next, the way the phone call went. And then you got better each time you heard that response. And that's fantastic. That's how you learn, especially mm. in phone sales. Yeah, I mean, I mean, phone sales, it's like, it's instant, right? One says, you know, they, and as salespeople, we all, <laughs> and it's a funny thing. It's like, we can't have silence. That was pretty nice. That was 
pretty cool on a call, right? And it's, right. we feel that, I oh, know we can't be silent. If it goes silent, then I'm gonna lose the sale. So I gotta say something and just like, let's just verbal diarrhea all over this person so they can kind of wipe, wipe their eyes. I don't know what just happened to my dog there, but Oops. my dog just cried. I don't know what just <laughs> happened. Um, sorry about that. Um, and it's like, you know, we, we wipe our eyes and it, it's just creates this, you know, like, why not? Why can't you have silence? Why can't you think about the answer for a second? Why can't you formulate in your head the proper answer? Why can't we say, you know what? Give me one second on this here. Let, let me just think about this for a second. Mm -hmm. Or say, you know what? I don't know, but I'll find yeah. out. I'll get back with you. That just commands some respect. And not many people do it. And to your point on silence, two seconds feels like an hour. But man, you <laughs> carry some weight. Yeah, that's why I, I was actually, it's funny because I knew we were going to talk about that. So even in the intro, I went and I just waited for the intro music to start. And I'm wondering how many people went, what happened? Did something go wrong? No. Yep. We're, we're in a society now that instant feedback. So if yeah. there's silence, it, it just throws things off. But I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So tell, talk to me about this. Um. I'd love to hear from you. What are some of the change-ups you've done both in your personal sales and kind of talking with your team and, and working through with your team that are different now than a year ago? I think my attitude is something I've really worked on because I, I've always had the effort and could run through a dang wall. But there's something to just saying, you know what, when I get up to today, today's going to be awesome. Something big is going to happen today. And you'd be surprised that attitude combined with really good effort produces results. So I share that with, with the sales team and, and everybody has bad days. I'm not saying, you know, that doesn't happen, but I think you can push through it. And I think it will show in your, your book of business and in your results. You know, I agree with that with every fiber of my being, Chris. Um, when I got sick, I got into a very negative mindset and I believe it made me sicker. I believe it hindered my ability to get better. Like it hindered my recovery, mm -hmm. um, hindered obviously, you know, the mental state that I'm in, um, people wanting to be around me, a, a lot of factors, a lot of factors. And I can recall even in my corporate world, every corporate world, there was always those one or two sales reps where you're like, dude, you're just poison. Like you're a virus that's spreading like Smith in the matrix. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we tend to stay away from them, right? I'm I, full transparency. I'd walk into the kitchen. That person would be there. Be like, I'll come back and get a coffee later. Just right. no interest in being around them. And I sit there and I, and you know, you ask yourself, why would prospects want to have conversations with you? Right. Why, like if you're in this, my, and, but, you're right. We are human. We all get there. We all have those days. And it's making that switch. How, how is it that you make that switch? Let me ask yep. you that because I love, yep. your, love your insight on that. You have to force it. And or you just have to tell yourself. And I've gotten as granular as putting a note on my phone so that when I pull it out of my pocket, it says, you know, something like do something big today. Or, you know, you've got you've got a lot going for you. Let's do this. And it 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 helps. So yeah. it's a little thing, but again, if you don't have the effort, it's pointless. Then you just look a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, so yeah. <laughs> in my old office, okay, I had, I went through and I wrote down the top 200 sayings that I love, right? Uh -huh. And the one above my door was, um, what you do scream so loud, I can't hear a word you say. 
And then all over my office, I had a buddy of mine in printing, print me up literally probably two feet by like a foot and a half with all my sayings. And yep. I remember getting the box and they were all rolled up in a box when he sent them to me. And on the box, it said Stuart Smiley's quotes. And I don't know if you remember Stuart Smiley from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, He's yeah. the guy that sat in front of the mirror. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. Right. I'm gone at people like me. And, and he, he put it on the box. And I started laughing when I saw the box. And you know what? It's funny. Because I put them all up in my office. And there was all this around the office. Like, oh, my God. Dan's got all these things in his office. And then all of a sudden I had salespeople stopping by every single day and they would just come in. They go, you got a second? I go, yeah. And they go, I just want to read one of these. And yep. they read it because yep. I think it is infectious. I really do. I think that positive mindset. Um, and when I say infect, meaning I, in a positive way, right? It infects people in a positive way. And if you, mm -hmm. if you have a positive attitude, um, I think it's everything. Like everything, because that positive attitude will drive you to, you know, I've always said, learn or move on, on a mm -hmm. phone call. And, sure. you know, as, as simple as, uh, you know what, Chris, I'm really good with the suppliers I have right now. I'm not looking. You know what? I'm really happy for you for that. That's amazing. Can mm -hmm. I ask you a question? Like, what do they do so well right. that you're not interested in hearing what anyone has to offer or what other possibilities are out there? I'd love to learn because. If I can implement 10% of that in my business, it's golden. Like that to me is an educational piece of every single conversation. And for all you sales reps out there listening, how many times have you actually done that? Right. Where it's been a, you know, I'm not interested in this, especially now, because reality is volumes are down. There's an excess of carriers and most customers, like every one of my customers is, Dan, I'm just trying to keep everyone happy. So when the market turns, I'm not screwed, right? It, right. It's a reality of where we are, good nor bad. I think it's, I think the integrity level of customers has risen after COVID. I think they've realized how important we are as a, as a true supplier, one that really focuses on their goals, their dreams, their aspirations, their desires, their mandates, their KPIs in the company. But I also look at it and say to myself, okay, well, how can I glean a little bit of information out of Chris? Right. Just a little bit to make myself better. Yes. And, and I think people genuinely want to help other people and far too many reps will not ask, well, hey, can I ask for your help here? You know, I'm mm -hmm. maybe I'm new to this and you've been doing it for years. The best broker or best logistics person that you've worked with, what did they do kind of to your point and take that advice? They'll respect that. And then you're going to learn from it. Don't be so quick just to hang up the phone. I saw so many sales reps over the years that as soon as they hung up the phone, there was just a sigh of relief. Like, oh, that's it. That was over. <laughs> yes. Come on. Stay on the phone. Ask some questions. Learn about them. Ask if they say, OK, well, you're you're all set with your your providers right now. Do you know anyone else that might be interested? Because they mm -hmm. have a network. It's a great thing to ask. And it will keep that conversation going. Yeah. Have you ever um, ran across, and you obviously have, but kind of a loaded question. Um, you know, the old, oh, our, our suppliers uh, manage all the freight. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Bye. And sure. I'm the one that goes, okay, well, would you mind like throwing me some of their names? And I mean, doesn't, let call a spade a spade. 99.9999.8% of the people say, no, I'm not giving you the people. My, like, I don't even know you, but 
I'd ask because mm-hmm. if you don't shoot for the basket, you're never going to score two points. It's just right. the reality of it or three. Um, yeah. So, okay. So we, we got that covered. So what are some of the, um, through your experience, obviously your team, you, you know, speaking to the industry, being on different podcasts, um, share with us some of the strategies that you had to debunk over the last little while. Strategies we had to debunk um, yeah, or, or ideas or processes or thought patterns sure. that you had to debunk. Sure. I think a lot of people in this industry are big on well, quality calls are better than quantity. And I'm not so sure on that. I, of course, I want quality phone calls, but I want a large number of phone calls as well so that we can get better and improve our opening, our pitch, our close. But if you sit back and try to do everything on paper and in your head and, and map it out and then have one phone call you spent 20 minutes prepping for and it ends in 10 seconds, 30 seconds, it's what that's a waste of time. So I'm still really big on the, the quantity uh, over the quality, but obviously a good mix of both. Yeah. And then quantity, when you're talking quantity, I mean, obviously there's a few levels to that, right? Um, how do you get better at leaving voicemails? Mm-hmm. Maybe more intriguing, maybe a little bit more curiosity based. Um, I I was always of the opinion, if I get a voicemail, I got to try and leave a freaking coolest voicemail ever. Yep. Because if I can start to get one, two or 3% of the people calling me back, Yes, I'm miles ahead of the next guy in, or the next salesperson in line. Yeah, and go on. I think one of the the best examples of what you said because I'm I'm a big advocate of voicemails if done right. But there was a sales rep named John. It was 2009-2010 uh, years ago, and he went, he was trying to close a customer and just could not make any headway. He waited until New Year's Eve, called the guy at midnight, and left a voicemail. It was polite. And he just said, uh, you know, it's it's midnight. I'm still still working. It's New Year's Eve. I know no one else is, but I just wanted you to know that's the that's how much I care about earning your business. And it wasn't very long after that that the guy called him back and said, I'll give you a shot. Nice. I like that. That's actually super cool. Yeah, I thought that was great. So, yeah, big advocate of voicemails. Um, Not many are doing it. And you're talking to a guy, Dan, who. And I go way back on, on phone sales. I was dialing. There was no auto dialer. Um, and I rubbed the numbers off that phone that I, <laughs> I dialed so many times. So I remember I was just actually telling a student this morning um, about a year into getting into this industry. I was making so many phone calls. I probably had 400 numbers memorized in my head. I was calling my prospects so often. That's awesome. Now, don't get me wrong completely different world. If you were to do that today, they would probably block your number. You'd probably get like, you know, there, there's a, a level to calling them twice a day, every day of the week for however many weeks yes. until you got a hold of them. Right. I mean, and today it, it doesn't exist like it did before, but yeah, I had it to the point where it was, I'd pick up my phone. Okay. And like, not even look and and leave a voicemail and I'll call you back in a couple hours if I don't hear from you. And I was, I was, I was, that guy. I was that duck cleaning salesperson that never went away. Um, you know, I was, I was that upsell guy. I don't know if you ever saw that video of the shoe salesperson where he upsells like 900 different things to this woman. (laughs) And it just, to me, I start giggling because it's literally the way we used to do things, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, and I wonder today, 
you know, um, speaking with a lot of sales reps, I wonder where, and, and maybe you could, cause you're in the corporate world. I'm not, um, maybe you can fill me in a bit here and, and educate me. Um, I wonder where the overall sales training sales process, the ability for companies to level up their reps is at, because from what I'm seeing from the outside, it's at an all time low. It, it's, and I don't know if it's because reps have decided to leave or people are even more fearful with the economy the way it is to spend money to help reps develop and grow. But the amount of phone calls and DMs and emails I'm getting from new reps saying, I work at this company, I've been here a year. It's typically in that two year mark. So in the last 24 months, they've started. Um, I get zero support then. I try and talk to people in the company. Nobody wants to share anything with me. Um, I mean, we've always been a pretty secretive industry. If, if you're if you're honest about it, like a lot of people don't want to share information because or or like carriers or things like this because they feel if they give it to you, they lose out on that piece of the pie. And I I think there's a very limited mindset in our industry for in the general respect, right, Chris? Like not maybe for and. Everybody watching and listening, don't take this the wrong way. It's not an ego thing, but not for the elite, not for the ones that truly want to make this the best career of their life. I'm talking the generalists. Um, there's this sense of if I give you something or if I share this with you, it's diluting my performance. What are you seeing? So that you're spot on. So do things that others aren't doing. And if you're making a call or reaching out by email, they expect you to pitch them. So one thing that I used to do is I read industry news and just send them something that might be related to their business. Hey, I was reading this article today. I thought of you guys, it might add some value. They don't expect that. And just mm -hmm. what, what you just said, people are hesitant to share information in our industry. Start sharing information. You have no idea the network you're going to build by doing that. People don't expect it. And people are willing to help you more than you think. And even when it comes to competition, whether it's another salesperson or a company who's a competitor of yours, get to know them. Tell them they're doing a great job. That is powerful. And not enough people are doing it. And we're going further and further into automation, especially with sales training, watching videos or listening to recorded calls. I don't like it. Yeah. I agree with you on that one. I think we, um, we as individuals and, and more importantly, as corporations, um, that's the way we did it 30 years ago. You know, 30 years ago, the sales training was go sit with this sales rep, listen to one end of the phone call. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes at later when we, when kind of like a year into it, we had the ability to actually with a second earpiece where we can listen to the whole call, mm -hmm. but Here's the thing that I found with that is I would sit with a rep. I'd understand their style that worked for them. And I was like, yeah, but that doesn't really work for me. Like I'm not that type of person. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a different style. I speak differently. I communicate differently. I move differently. My voice inflections different. Right. Mm -hmm. And then what I did is I tried to emulate that person word for word. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. I found some results until the customer really found out who I was. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, why aren't you just being you? And right. it was this, like, it was this crazy kind of, what do you mean? Like, 
I, this is me. They're like, no, dude, when you called me, you were some like crazy out there person. And, and I realized it was because of people I was sitting with. Right. Yeah. So I even think at this point that's outdated mm -hmm. where it's, it's fine. Okay. Understand the justice, but then maybe have a conversation after, well, why did you say that? And when they said this, what made you say that? Like, what was the trigger? What was that, that piece that made you say, huh? Yes. I'm going to say this next. And I think that's where the real learning is. Yes. That's human interaction. And that's one thing that appealed to me when I joined the team at Zell is we were, I felt like the industry was gravitating towards auto responses, especially to carriers. Carriers miss talking to people. If they've been on the road all week. They want to talk to someone. Yeah. So, you know, that's what we were able to do over here is, is, is have, you know, someone after hours to be able to speak to them and really help them. So um, the close, closer we get back to that human interaction that you and I were used to years ago, I think, I think the better, but I think this automation also makes a really good salesperson even more valuable because the middle yes. is, is getting too polluted now, but the ones that are, that are, that are the elites, I think are worth even more. I agree with that. Uh, you know, automation has its places, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, it has its processes, even things like AI. They have their their pros and their cons with everything. I mean, listen, brokers have their pros and cons when deregulation started and it created the broker market, right? There's mm -hmm. always been pros and cons. There will always be pros and cons. There will always be brokers out there trying to make the most for themselves, not worrying about other people. There'll always be brokers out there that worry about other people instead of worrying about themselves because the mission is to accomplish X, Y, Z for the customer and make sure everybody's happy. I mean, we're, we're all going to be facing these types of situations across the board at every level, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's a matter of what's the best mix. And I'd love your opinion. My opinion is it's, it's individual. It's mm -hmm. completely individual, the mix between automation, uh, a, you know, hands off, hands on, uh, overload, overwork, you know, all this stuff. And, and it's, it's understanding how those chess pieces work for you and just kind of putting them together to create your own chessboard. Yeah. And, you know, you'd ask earlier, what have, what have I debunked over the, the years? And I, <clears throat> I know that this is going to sound crazy, but a lot of people are really big on setting goals and saying, well, I need to do this. My best salespeople, they came in and instead of having a goal set on their desk, they asked me, what's the most anyone has ever done? And I said, you've got to be kidding me, guys. And it was, it was a little cocky, but I liked that. You know, that's where their head was because it's you, what you said reminded me of it. Here's, I'm trying to get to this point. And if person A over here has done that, I've got to do what they did. I've got to do more. So that's, yeah. that's great. And if they got there, it means I can get there. 100%. Like this, this is the, you know, you look at Roger Bannister and the four minute mile and all this kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. For eons, it wasn't possible. Human body just couldn't do it. And he yep. did it. And all of a sudden, you know, three months later, somebody else did it. Then four months later, nine other people did it. And it's like, it's this flood of, oh my gosh, that's possible. Like I, I remember so vividly the first time I came across a rep doing a million dollars GP. Mm -hmm. When I first started, Chris, it was unheard of. Like 20,000 a month was like you were a superstar. Right. Now, 20 grand a month, you're just starting. Right. Like you barely even have an operations person at 20 grand a month, right? Like you're barely holding your seat at a company at 20 grand a month. But when I first started, 20 grand a month was like, 
you're a rock star. Like you're the ultimate salesperson. Oh my God. How do you do it? Yes. Right? And then I remember this one sales rep generate 1.4 million a year. And it was like, it was like, it was like chemical fire spreading through the company. Oh my right. God. He did that. He did. How in the hell did, what the hell? And then, and then, you know, you always have the naysayers and oh, paying off and this and that. And that's the only, you know what I mean? And then you have the other people that are like, well, if he could do it. Right. I could do it. Yep. What am I not doing right? Like, or what do I need to change? What do I need to shift? What are the processes? What are the ideas? What's the mindset that I need to have to do it? And then bang, it's like, you know, you're, don't get me wrong, at a million GP at the 88 grand a month or whatever it is to create the million, you're still in the upper echelon of most companies. Sure. But it's not, it's not that difficult to get to. Is, is where I'll leave it. I mean, obviously it's hard work. It's not simple, but it is fairly easy. The process isn't simple, but it is easy to attain because of, of the way our market is, you know? And then you look at, you know, now reps doing four or 5 million GP a year, right? And now it's like, you know, those people that are doing the 20,000 are like, oh, I could never get, that. well, you can. You just have yeah. to do things differently. Yeah, it, it's, the landscape's changed. I remember one of my best weeks was, was over 80,000 in a week. And that was 2010 and it was one of the tops the company had had and then as the years went on the reps got better and better and i'm over here going well hey guys i did i did a good week years ago and it was not six years ago that was me <laughs> so yeah it's it's changed but you had yeah. you touched on all the, the points and and i i think there's probably some people who have differing opinions on aaron Rodgers, the quarterback for the jets when he tours achilles i think yeah he can't he came back quick because of his mindset. And he probably said, what's the timeline to come back? And I want to beat that. And he did. And, yep. uh, you know, I think that that really played a role in it. He could have gone the other way and said, man, I went out on the first play of the year. The season's over. I'm done. But he didn't. And I think that went a long way with his recovery. Yeah. You know what? If there's any point to drop the mic on that.